Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll review a productive day for a trio of rookie pitchers. Like death and taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. I have not had uh, three go-throughs yet. It worked great in a fantasy. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15 on The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15 for Thursday, June 10th, presented by Topps. Check out Topps Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Topps baseball cards. I'm Al Melchior, and I am here with Michael Beller. And Michael, um, kind of a, a skimpy day in terms of news, which gives us more time to talk about uh, some players. But uh, we do need to talk about Sonny Gray. He did go on the IL, as expected. Uh, David Bell said that he thinks that Gray is only going to miss two starts. Uh, Trevor Story could be back for the Rockies as soon as Thursday. Uh, Mike Gostromski was slated to or is slated to return this weekend from his hand injury. Travis Shaw left the Brewers game on Wednesday early with a dislocated left shoulder. So this is certainly going to be an injury that has Shaw out for uh, a good period of time. Craig Council said that Luis Urias is going to play more third base once Colton Wong returns. So that's going to be some steady playing time for Urias. So a couple of questions here for you, Michael. First of all, what is your level of interest in Urias? And is there anybody in the short term to fill in the gaps there for the Brewers that might be of interest? In the short term, I'm going to say no, not really. Maybe in NL only leagues just because of the playing time bump. Urias, though, I mean, I do think that we should be a little bit excited about him. He was someone you and I talked about on um, on our most recent episode looking at the waivers and fab situation in fantasy baseball. And this is going to be extended playing time, as you said. Move from second to third when uh, Colton Wong is back in the lineup for Milwaukee. This is not going to be a short injury stint for Travis Shaw. So with what Arias has done and the fact that he's got a line on playing time for the foreseeable future, I think this is someone who we should be thinking about in basically every fantasy format. 
Yeah, just uh, for this week, I picked him up in a 12-teamer. So obviously, I'll be keeping him there. It was more of a short-term move uh, when I picked him up. But yeah, I think that's where we can be looking for uh, Urias. A few players still with day-to-day status. Javier Baez still with his thumb injury. Alex Verdugo uh, dealing with a back issue. And Joey Gallo dealing with a groin injury. Rangers placed Ian Kennedy on the IL with a hamstring strain. Uh, could be a, a committee situation there in Texas. Also, Kennedy may be not out for that long either, but Brett Martin did come in for the Rangers on Wednesday night, pitched the top of the 10th and top of the 11th. So basically, once that became a tie game, he pitched in what would normally be a closer's role. So uh, in terms of skills and in terms of the length of the, the opportunity, any interest in Martin or anybody else that might figure into the saves picture there? Yeah, I guess we look at Martin just because of this first sign that we got. And I also think that this is more about the potential that Ian Kennedy is traded uh, to a contender before the deadline. I think we're going to be talking about a new closer in Texas eventually. So now it's not a bad time to speculate with Kennedy going on the IL, even though we don't think this is necessarily going to be a very long stay on the IL for him. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, well, let's take a look at some of the other players who stood out on the field of play on Wednesday. Uh, Tony Gonsolin, you know, we were going to talk about him no matter what, and he certainly stood out. But I think Gonsolin stood out for having what Michael is potentially the weirdest pitcher line of 2021 so far. Uh, Only lasted one and two thirds innings against the Pirates because he walked five batters, but he also struck out four and gave up just one run. Um, just a bizarre start, but overall, not really an encouraging one for Tony Gonsolin. So, you know, you and I had talked about him as a two-start possibility for this week before that first start of the year got pushed back to Wednesday, you know, rendering that second start um, something that wasn't going to happen. But then that lines him up for two starts next week, potentially uh, at home against the Phillies on the road against the Diamondbacks. But I got to say, after this start, after being pretty enthusiastic going into this week, I want nothing to do with Gonsolin until he shows some command. I'm a little bit more bullish on him. I mean, five walks is strange. He did have a 9.2% walk rate back in 2019. He got that down to 4% last year. I am willing to chalk this up to... Rust, Major League Rust, uh, even though he had made a few rehab starts. I'm still in on him, in on him excuse me, for that uh, two-step next week against the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. I still feel okay about it, but uh, definitely going to be keeping an eye on whether he can keep the ball in the strike zone a little bit more consistently when he next takes the mound. 
All right. Yeah, definitely something we need to do. Um, and also just keep tabs, too, on what the Dodgers do with their rotation, right. uh, obviously, over the weekend. Sammy Long, just called up by the Giants, made his Major League debut, not as a starter, but as a follower. Uh, and it was really an impressive. This was not a weird line. This was just a good line all the way through against the Rangers in Arlington. Uh, four innings for Long, just one run allowed on one hit and one walk with seven strikeouts. And he was piling up the strikeouts in the minors, uh, split his time between double-A and triple-A so far this year. 37 strikeouts in 22 and two-thirds innings for long. Uh, I don't know if he's going to go long in a relief role or uh, maybe get moved into the rotation, at least on a short-term basis. But uh, given that uncertainty, where would you look to maybe make some bids on long this weekend? I would be looking in ale only. I would be looking in um, in uh, in leagues where I am 15 teams and need some pitching help. I think the uncertainty is what gets you a little bit here. But you are talking about a guy who's got 37 Ks in 22 and two-thirds innings. So the strikeout uh, upside is there. But I just think with the uncertainty with what his role is going to be, still limits him to NL only, excuse me, I said ale only, NL only <laughs> leagues uh, for the time being. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, I was going to clarify that, but beat me to it. So um, <laughs> t- let's talk a little bit about Taiwan Walker. And I'm, I'm going to frame this in a very, very selfish way here. Uh, another good start for Walker. Uh, just one run allowed over seven innings, nine strikeouts, five hits, one walk at Baltimore. So good matchup there. But Walker's just been really solid all season long. I've got him in a dynasty league, Michael, where my team is doing nothing this year. <laughs> not, it's not going to happen for me this year. Uh, is this a good time for me to to sell Taiwan Walker or maybe to make him the cornerstone of a rotation uh, for future seasons? Because I'm, I'm a little skeptical of how good Walker has been so far. Yeah, I would definitely lean more toward the sell side of that discussion rather than the hold and make him a cornerstone of rotations for the future. I just don't think that he's that sort of guy. So, you know, we talk about the MLB trade deadline so much. Well, we've got, you know, fantasy trade talks heating up as well. And I think uh, when we're talking about long-term leagues, Taiwan Walker's the sort of guy who I would be very happy to use in a deal now to get some future value because uh, I just don't see him as being, he's a win-now kind of player, not a win-in-the-future kind of player. So uh, I would try to take advantage of that fact and see what you can get for him all right well we just talked about sammy long and his uh really impressive debut a couple other rookies not making debuts but uh, a couple other rookies pitching very very well on wednesday vladimir gutierrez for the reds seven innings uh giving up two runs on six hits and three walks seven strikeouts for him against the brewers and i saw an interesting tweet about this start where uh, apparently he was very frustrated after the first inning threw his glove in the dugout and nick castellano said you're gonna you're gonna throw seven innings you're gonna make me promise you you go seven <laughs> And he did. So I don't know if we have Nick Castellanos to thank for that. But, um, you know, pretty pretty good overall for Gutierrez. And then uh, Tucker Davidson, six scoreless innings at Philadelphia. Four hits, one walk, just four strikeouts for him. So Gutierrez, Davidson, how do you like them going forward? Funny, I feel like we talk about these guys in tandem like every single time they pitch. <laughs> it seems like they're pitching on the same day all the time. And every time, it seems like we get a little bit more excited about them. So now I think we're looking at them as potential 15-team ads this week with the fact that both of them pitched well. Both of them have um, decent security in their respective rotations. I think they're both worth a look. Again, it would pr- it would still need to be a team where I was a little bit pitching needy. It's not just a whatever my team has, I need these guys. I would still have to be a little bit pitching needy to really want to go after them. But 
if I am pitching needy, they are now you know at or toward the top of the list of the guys who I would be looking at this weekend, or if I'm in a daily league, just looking at right now. All right, and let's uh, talk long relief here for a second. Ranger Suarez with three perfect innings against the Braves uh, with three strikeouts. Basically, I've looked, I've been looking for an excuse to talk about him because <laughs> he is now up to twenty and one thirds innings without an earned run this season. He's always been last few years kind of hanging on the periphery of the Phillies uh, rotation situation, kind of an uncertain role for Suarez. And let's uh, just uh, highlight a couple of hitters here. Tyler O'Neill keeps on crushing three for four with two home runs against Cleveland, his 14th and 15th home runs of the season. And Jorge Polanco with a two-homer game. He's been hit with some power of late. He's now up to eight homers on the season, uh, those two homers coming against the Yankees. And of those eight homers, seven have come in the last 30 days to go along with a, a decent 264 batting average. So uh, O'Neill. I think we're talking more about, you know, looking ahead to next year. I mean, are you looking at him in the vein of, you know, somebody who can rise to the earlier rounds? I think we are. I mean, we always had this hope for Tyler O'Neill that he would become a big-time power hitter, and we're seeing it now with his health sticking for him and with his first real extended playing time opportunities. Look what he's doing. I mean, I do think that we're going to be talking about him as someone who bumps up into the early rounds. As for Jorge Polanco, uh, you know this. Uh, you know he's had some very good seasons in in the past, and so to see him hit seven homers in the last thirty games, even though that's not something we expect from him, we do know that he can be a, just a productive offensive player. That is not an anomaly. So good to see him turning that corner and turning in to that brand of player. Even though <laughs> I mean, for two decades now, the Twins just can't get the Yankees monkey off their back. They'll have one more opportunity at it on Thursday, and that takes us to our streamers for the day. Not a huge list of guys that we're looking at. Michael King going up against the Minnesota Twins, pitching for the Yankees. we got Justice Sheffield and the Mariners uh, in Detroit, finishing that up with the Tigers, and then Mike Miner takes the mound for the Royals against the A's this evening. Uh, which of those three, or multiple of those three, jump out at you, Al? Yeah, I'm going to just stick with one, and I'm sure you can guess which one, uh, because I always, <laughs> <laughs> I always say nice things about him, it seems. But Mike Miner, even though Oakland, that is a pretty tough matchup, uh, I, I just, he, to me, he's really uh, quality-wise just uh, head and shoulders above the rest of the field in this one. And I trust him in most starts. Uh, there'd be very few I think I would trust him at this point. So I'd go with Mike Miner, just to Sheffield. I just don't have the level of trust in him, even with a really, really nice matchup. I'm kind of intrigued by Michael King. I just don't know how deep he's going to go into any of his starts. He's been kind of yo-yoed back and forth between starting and long relief. And I don't know that the Twins are necessarily a, a great matchup, although with Jay Happ going for them, if he does go five innings, I give him a decent chance for getting a win. But not there's not enough there for me to to take the chance with King to stream him. Yeah, just because a stream opportunity potentially exists doesn't mean you need to take it. And sometimes the best streamers that we do are the ones that we don't, right? Sometimes the best stream decisions we make are the passes that we take. And I'm with you. It's minor or nothing for me today. All right. Well, let's uh, wind up here with looking at a handful of players who have been doing much better or much worse of late in our Stockwatch segment. On the upside, Justin Upton, nine for his last 24 with uh, uh, four home runs and four doubles. And so he got a single last night. But um, prior to that, he'd just been hitting extra base hits only, <laughs> but eight strikeouts also in those last 24 at bats. So that's not really improving for Upton. But 
kind of a nice schedule coming up. Three games at Arizona, three more to start next week off at Oakland, and no uh, Chris Bassett, by the way, in that series. And then four games at home versus Detroit. Uh, so, you know, given that he's the hot hand and given that there's some pretty decent matchups ahead, uh, is it time to pick up Justin Upton in, in 12-teamers? I think it could be, knowing it's going to be short-term. I mean, this has been Justin Upton for his entire career, right? Yeah. A very streaky player. And earlier in his career, when we would have considered him a you know something of a MLB superstar, the hot streaks were longer and the cold streaks were fewer and far between. And now that's sort of flipped. So he's in the middle of one of those hot streaks. It can continue from here, but it's going to turn eventually. And when it turns, it's going to get ugly and we're going to see more of those strikeouts. So if you need the help, you can definitely take a shot on him right now. Just know that it could really turn at any moment. All right, a little bit of a mea culpa here, perhaps. Uh, Antonio Senzatella has actually not been so yucky over his last five starts. That was what we characterized his season as. But uh, 29 and two-thirds innings, only 20 strikeouts, but also only six walks and only, well, no homers at all uh, for Senzatella over that stretch. A lot of ground balls, a 3.03 ERA. Do you like him for either uh, of of his upcoming starts at the Reds or next week at home against the Brewers? I could maybe get on board with that Brewers start. I mean, he's just not going to strike guys out. That's just that's just a fact for Sensatel. It's been true of him for his entire career. And pretty much no matter what, that's going to limit his fantasy value. And he just hasn't been a guy consistently who has found ways to getting a lot of outs consistently without the strikeouts. Without He hasn't produced a ton of fantasy value sans strikeouts. So... He's really a pure matchup streaming play. The Cincinnati matchup, that's not good enough for me. Milwaukee, potentially it is, but I don't even think I would go that one. And Sensatel has been very good at course field so far this year, so yes. just keep that in mind. Yes. So, uh, And on the downside, a couple of players to consider maybe giving a rest or maybe even uh, dropping in some shallow formats. Uh, Nick Solak, 10 for his last 69 with uh, little power and no steals. Alex Wood, his last three starts, 15 innings, uh, 12 strikeouts, but seven walks and four home runs allowed, getting barreled up a lot. He's got the Nationals on Sunday, so maybe that's uh, something to watch when you make a decision for next week. So... With that said, uh, we're going to wrap up this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. And if you do have a chance to rate and review our podcast, we would really appreciate it if you did. So for Michael Beller, I'm Al Melchior, and we'll be right back here on Friday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. 